What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Today, it is just Tim and I. I know we've been absent. We've had a lot of awesome guests on the show recently, but we had some catching up to do. So we start with our weekend. We celebrated Tim being a bachelor. He's getting married pretty soon here. So we talk about that awesome time at a nice golf resort, hit up Woodford Distillery. Uh, And then I talk about me being on the Cup of Joy podcast talked about primarily the presence premise was men with their emotions, spirituality, things like that. So a great discussion I had with them and review that. For my business update, I talk about scheduling content, the importance of that and what it has driven me to do and how it has affected the way I approach my content. And then I give a quick tip on what to do if you have any um, rib injury. I fractured a rib not too long ago. So fractures, breaks, bruised ribs. I give a quick tip on what you can do yourself outside of just wait it out. But unfortunately, that's usually what you have to do is give it time. For book talk, I'm bringing up Atomic Habits Habits by James Clear. And we go through the habit loop, how to create a good habit and how to break a bad habit. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, definitely good to be back on the mics today. Uh, I talk about a workshop that I gave uh, to a group of blind and visually impaired high school students and something that it really unlocked for me in terms of presentations and um, speaking with groups. And that leads to a discussion about just presentation tips and how to build a good presentation, but also led to an even better discussion about journaling and the importance of it. And um, we we go into practical ways to get started, what you can write about. um, So we talk about that there. Um, And then with my career tip, I talk about how to maximize learning at your job. Or if you're in a situation where your manager isn't good at training you, or if you can't find adequate training opportunities at your company, things that you can do to make yourself a valuable professional where you can find this information and how to go about it. Um, So we talk about that there. Um, And then to end the show, I talk about a quote, uh, a a quote from Stoic philosophy, Marcus Aurelius, the Roman emperor, um, talk about how you can use this quote to completely transform your life um, on a daily basis, not only professionally, uh, but also like personally with your family. Um, So I think um, you guys are going to love that quote and love that part of the episode. So, yeah, I um, hope you guys get a lot of value from this. Please reach out to us if there's any topics you want us to cover, uh, guests you want us to bring on. We are always looking for people of different uh, viewpoints and um, different backgrounds. And, uh, yeah, we, we just want to inspire people and, and bring on really interesting people. So, yeah, if you know anybody, send us their way. And um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, episode 213. I think I thought of one of the greatest scams on my web. Oh, yeah? Ago. Yeah, I thought of a good scam. I don't think it's long-term, but it would be good. So be good for uh, once or twice. So like tires on your car, when you get new tires and labor, it's like a grand. Mm-hmm. Easy thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. But discount tire uh, gives a year warranty. So like after I got new tires, I don't know, six, seven months ago, Within a couple of months, I had a nail in the tire. Mm-hmm. Go in, they change it, labor, all for free. Mm. Like, no one warranties tires. That's a hell of a deal. That's yeah. 250 bones yeah. right there. Yeah, discount tires for the people. Exactly. So this is why I, why I almost feel bad about having come up with this brilliant plan. So at month like nine or 10, slash your tires, get it towed. You get four tires for free. They're not going to fix slashed tires. 
Four free tires, and he had three months left in in the warranty. Mm -hmm. So eventually, you're going to have to buy new tires Mm -hmm. to extend the warranty. But you just got another year at least of fresh tires. Just don't get caught. So you just saved a thousand bucks. Add another however many miles on those tires. You're good. That is brilliant. And make sure mm-hmm. you set a calendar reminder. Because I feel like, because I feel <laughs> like, man, because I feel like with tires, like you get that done, and you might have the receipt, might keep the receipt, you might you can check credit card records, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's tough to track like when that. I feel like a lot of people would forget when they did it, and they'll just lose track, and probably a, a year will pass without them realizing. Hundred percent. So set that calendar reminder. Got to. Got to. Friday, eight a.m. <laughs> slash the tires. <laughs> Oh shit, honey, I gotta go. What's the matter? What are you late for? I gotta slash my tires. <laughs> I have a meeting with a blade and a tire. Call the call the tow truck. We need a wrecker out here in ten. <laughs> you have a just display of knives. Hmm. Switchblade today? <sighs> I'm actually I'm feeling corkscrew. <laughs> Let's get brutal with it this morning. Honey, why did you lay out a line of nails across the street? What are you what are you doing? <laughs> it is that is that for people on a high speed chase? Did you rob the police department? <laughs> uh they let me have these tracks. It's fine, don't worry about it. Just That's throw them great. across yeah. the you road. You thought of that while you just thought of that while driving? On the way up here. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, discount tire is for the people though. They are. That's yeah. why I kind of feel bad about even having the idea. I'm not gonna do this. Uh-huh. Relax. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, what a great scam. You'd yeah. have to change your locations, mm-hmm. but you're still in the system. Yeah. So if they see like, you know, oh, at between month eight and ten, this dude comes in with extremely messed up tires yeah. somehow. Then he gets a fresh set of four. Yeah. That's, but that's the but thing, if like, they can't prove it, yeah, you know. So as long as your wife's not a rat, yeah. you know, or a husband, I guess, yeah, you're good to go. Well, Crazy ex, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I've a bad history of relationships, and my tires get slashed. We get six, seven months. Bang, tires are gone. Even though we're making light jokes in this conversation right now, this conversation's an ad for them because. People who listen to this, maybe they're not in their system discount, yet. I love discount Maybe tire. they're not in their system yet. Maybe because people heard this, they're going to go get their tires replaced, and then they can slash their tires. But they gave them the business. Mm. We sent business. Mm. You're this right. Ad. And discount tire is way better than Tire Barn. Tire mm. Barn is, is where you go if you want just dirt cheap tires that won't last you up to six months. Sorry, guys. Mm. My experience. Yeah. My personal experience. Opinion. It's an mm. opinion, but that's what happened. Discount tire. Just tires for yeah, the people. Great idea. Business for the public. Great They're idea. just out here to serve. Uh, yeah, so I thought about that on my way up here. That's great. Because I passed a tire bar and I was like, oh man, my last tire barn experience was not good. Mm. I was like, but discount tire has that year warranty. Dang, we could take a little advantage of that year warranty though. But we won't do that. So yeah. Man, good to be back on the mics. It is. Oh, it's been a while. God, it has been. It's been a long time. Been doing a lot of interviews. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which is great. They've They're all fun. been great. Yeah, and uh, man, we got some heaters coming up. Uh, we just launched uh, Sears, which was mm. still. I got like eight clips I need to send you, but I have like, I think I scripted out like fifteen. Mm. Dude, she she would just go. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of nice. Made our job easy. Mm-hmm. Just let her talk. Yeah. We got Ryan Danley, founder of Ohio Drift. Oh, dude. That one. Was... Co-founder. 
That one's good. Yeah, yeah, him and his wife. What a power you, team. Uh, you guys will have a complete new perspective on life after hearing that one. 100%. I'm not going to spoil too much. 100%. It's coming out, though. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm so much more grateful for everyday things I do. Mm-hmm. And don't even... I don't... Things I don't give a second thought to. Mm-hmm. I had... Um, man, I had a humbling moment of gratitude a couple weeks ago. I did make this uh, content. I'm going to do some stoop tales. It's like on our back porch that's screened in, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, good good porch by the way, dude. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Great value. Um, there was it was a couple weeks ago, and in our neighborhood there was a water main that broke, and so for four to six hours there was no running water, mm. and I was home for probably three of those hours, and uh, so I went to like went to use a bathroom, and the toilet like it flushed. But you could tell, like, it flushed all the way, but you could tell it was a little weaker, and it didn't start to refill. I go to wash my hands, nothing, mm. no water, shower, no water, and uh, come to find out, yeah, there was a water main that broke, so they shut down all the water. So, luckily, I had bottles of water to drink, because I was home for a few of those hours, uh, and luckily, I'd just gone to the bathroom, but... You couldn't shower, couldn't wash your hands, couldn't wash dishes if you wanted to, do laundry. And it was one of those things where a few hours, it wasn't that big a deal. Mm -hmm. You know, I could get a bottle of water and some soap and and wash my hands that way. But there are entire countries without running water. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. I can take a shower anytime I want. Mm -hmm. I can wash my hands anytime I want. Get water for my water jug anytime I want. And don't give a second thought. Wash mm. all my laundry. I can do five loads in a day if I want to. And and don't give it a second thought. Those are good numbers. And there's an yeah, five a day. dude, that's a lot of laundry. Yeah, I don't do that. Do like maybe a couple of week. A, yeah, but that's a family. I'm just thinking. Yeah, I I, I never think about water. Mm-hmm. And there are whole countries that don't have running water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, electricity too. Electricity too, man. Yeah, it was like, just a Jay, humbling. Sh- shout out to all the electricians out there who know how to do it. So I can, plumbers, so I can operate my business. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to without the internet. A hundred percent. And it was just one of those days where it made me think about things, everyday things mm-hmm. that I I take for granted one hundred percent. And now it's like you turn the faucet on. I have water. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh my god, running water. Yeah, that's how I feel about life. Yeah, we have life, everything here. Life ain't guaranteed. The fact that we woke up this morning. That's, yeah, uh, blessed, blessed up. You ever had a dream where you die, and then you wake Tons. up? You wake up, you're like, damn. Or you 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 have a dream where like life is like so horrible, but it seems so real, and you wake up, you're like, damn, yes. Yep. Cool. Yep. Did that ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I haven't had that one in a long time. Me neither. Um, but I did have them quite frequently at some point. Remember when? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I kind of wish I knew more uh, science behind the meaning of certain dreams mm-hmm. you know there used to be i don't think they were the jesters maybe but people who could interpret the dreams of kings or royalty and they would consult with them this was my dream what does it mean yeah i wish i knew like science behind that or e- had e- a person e- elon musk probably already got that as a feature add-on to Neuralink. <laughs> probably dude probably <laughs> What kind of dream do you want to have? Let's program it in. It's like total recall. <laughs> let's mix it up. Let's concoct it. Come on. <laughs> let's go. Let's ride. Dude, I'm never putting something in my in my brain skull. I won't I don't plan on it either. No. <clears throat> no. Just anything that is not 
made by my body probably shouldn't be in my body, just mm-hmm. implanted. Now, my my dad has like an artificial heart. Except valve. peanut butter cheese crackers, but I'll take yeah, those. that'd be yeah. bad for me too. But uh, yeah, what my dad has a heart valve, so I guess mm. like that's artificial. But yeah, you know what I mean. Stuff with like my brain, my noggin, dude. Mm, no, I'm cool. And it's yeah. like it's trial. Like artificial heart valve's been around for decades, decades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> but it's Neuralink, all Neuralink. Is don't want to lose control, but yeah. At the same time, as long as we have these phones in our hands, looking at these social media, we might as well have a brain chip in our head. Might as well. <laughs> Dude, I saw a video. This dude was paying with stuff for his hand. Oh. Like at work. It was a tiny chip inserted in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he could buy stuff at the cafeteria, get into doors. I'm like, I'm not doing that either. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. That is that is total recall. Their phones were in their hand. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell had to cut it out of his hand because they were tracking him. Nope. I'm just not, not going to put myself in that position. Mm. Back to flip phones. <laughs> we're going off the grid, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go out and like buy buy a bunch of land. And let's just have our own businesses on our land. Dude, have our own houses. Down. Do garden, it. Do Hell, it. monster gardens. Yeah, uh, dude, we know the people. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the resources. Pickleball court, basketball court. Wow, pickleball court above the basketball court. Actually, you know what? So when you said first, both. it'll be the same surface. It'll same be we'll surface. have the net and then we'll have the hmm. hoop at the end. Hmm. That's not bad. That's got to go there. Retractable net. Pickleball courts are smaller than tennis courts. We can. That can, does not need to take up ah, too much space. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Ah. Mm. But, man, we just had quite the weekend yeah, celebrating, we celebrating you, yeah, no, Bachelor you. Tim. Bachelor number one. <laughs> I mean, I felt I felt grateful to be around in your guys' presence, though. Have, have everybody around there, and every, it was a fun time, and it, it wouldn't have been as great of a trip uh, without all, all five of us there. So, yeah, it was good. Dude, fun. it was so much fun. I suck so bad at golf, but I had such a blast. Did you hit some great shots? I had a few. The and first day, I got there, cold out the car, and had good shots. Mm-hmm. Rest of the weekend, <laughs> shit. Hey, last up. last few holes of the last uh, round of the weekend, okay. I do this sandwich where it's just a, it's an idiot sandwich in the middle, and the ends are okay. Hey. Everybody eats that idiot sandwich. <laughs> I promise you, you're not alone. Hey, but you know, what I like about your game is you got a good mental game. I mean, you hit, you hit a bad shot, you don't get down on yourself. Because the next shot is going to be just as bad. I'm reading Atomic Habits. He's got his, he's, he's got his expectations Atomic, Atomic Habits, we, our brains like to predict, Tim. I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know, I mean, with, with, with how busy we are, we, we weren't able to get to the range together as much as we would have liked to before. Happens. but. I, I'm sure once we're able to to convene there more, yeah, your game's gonna skyrocket. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit more practice, you'll be fine. I think so. I see it within you. you, you like I, I think I can be an okay golfer, mm-hmm. and if I can just hold my own uh, without slowing down the group, mm-hmm. which we played best ball, so it wasn't that big a deal. But if I can just hold my own and get like ninety, average of ninety consistently, mm-hmm. ninety five, I'd be perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not trying to be as good as you at golf. I just want to hold my own, yeah. conduct a little business on the course if it's conduct, required. Yes. You know, someone's like, Network. hey, let's have a meeting on the course. I don't want to be like, ah, dude, I'm so bad. Um, no business will get done. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Have a few different skills in my back yeah. pocket. You know, golf course yeah. is networking. And that's why you're there all the time. You're working. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're working. The, the the place that we were at, Brightleaf Golf Resort. It would have been tough to find some clients there. Didn't didn't, ro- didn't walk away with any contacts from there, but it, it was no. a, it was a 
Great time down in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. We're about 45 minutes from good time. Woodford Reserve. We went over there too. We saw Woodford. That was a good yeah, time. Nice I hadn't been tour. there for a while. Yeah. Man, that double oaked. It was so good. That is the bourbon. Yeah. Um, good tour. Minus the one lady who just would not stop. <laughs> Did you guys like my questions? No, no. Kathleen. I didn't. We going to go in them buildings over there? We going in those? Oh, you mean the ones she just said have been shut down? <laughs> Two for, seconds after she said, yeah. For years? No, we're not going to go into those. There's always that one person, every tour group, that is the designated comedian. Self-designated comedian. Yes. And, and, <clears throat> And those people always think they're funnier than they are. Yes. She's a heckler at comedy clubs. That's the type she is. She heckles and thinks it's funny. That's her type. Although I have a good feeling she was probably in the group that had the party bus. And they were probably going to multiple distilleries. That might have been their fourth so, or fifth stop of the day. I can't say in the past that I had never been a part of a group that was ten times as obnoxious as she was mm. that day. Because all in all, she wasn't that bad. I just like to exaggerate for the story. The tour guide handled it well, though. Like She was a champ. Like, when I was, in, when I was at Butler, I was a tour guide. So whenever I go on tours, mm. like we did at Woodford, I always like to just analyze how mm. the person does. And I always have a special appreciation for people that can be informative and talk to a big group like we had. Mm. But also deal with assholes who aren't funny. So Yeah. That, and... That's part of the game. Like you got to be able to downplay that, but also be respectful. Yeah, you got to realize that at the end of the day, everyone else is probably thinking the same thing as you are. That these aren't good questions. <laughs> these aren't good questions. Hey, get a load of this guy. Yeah, but hey, it was great. Very informative. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, dude. Um, have you ever had? Do you remember any super obnoxious tours that you led at Butler, where someone just would not give it a rest? No. No, nothing Because that bad. I think a good tour guide sets the tone early. They they get people, I mean, they get they get people in, they get people involved early and you and you set the tone and yeah. um if you're kind, I I find that if you're like kind and genuine to people and develop the relationship with them, they're with all of them in the group, they're less likely to be uh, mm. obnoxious later. Oh, okay. But, so it wasn't like a hey, as soon as this tour starts, democracy ends, I'm the boss here. <laughs> Well, we started every tour. Everybody said where they're from, what they're mm. looking to study. So if you and whenever anybody introduced who was coming in, what they did, you always got to make some good comment about it, engage with them, and mm-hmm. um, if you can do that with every person, no one's gonna be obnoxious, and no one ever was. Just a little back and forth. That was one of my favorite jobs, dude. But the thing yeah. is, I was talking with Patrick Burns, who was on the trip with us. He was also a tour guide at Butler with me. Mm-hmm. We loved the small, intimate groups instead of the big groups because, oh, I'm like, sure. with the intimate groups, like you can develop better relationships with people more personal questions. I enjoyed those a lot more than the, the the big groups where you feel like you're just, you're talking the entire time to mm. them where smaller groups, they do a little bit more of the talking. You can have that conversation. Yeah. That's the sign of a good tour, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But she did well at Woodford. With, with, she killed with that, it. It was a big group and yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, I, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, so you've been walking backwards before knees over toes guy. Ever mm. even thought about it? How so? From tour guide. You were walking. Oh backwards. yeah, yeah you're a professional yeah. at walking backwards. Oh yeah, for sure. So your knees are like the healthiest in the world. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Up the stairs too. Upstairs and walking backwards. I mean, yeah. Hmm. He's playing catch up. Yeah, I but, was. I was ahead of it before Ben Patrick. I was doing it 
back in 20, 2017. So, but yeah, great weekend, dude. Good time. Um, the buffet. <laughs> Lived for the buffet. Low key MVP of the weekend, dude. Not you bad. You can make the case. Not bad. Pro Shop Kevin, our boy. Yeah. Big shout out to Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's do a little exercise. So top three MVPs of the weekend. I'd say the buffet was the, was the was mm-hmm. in the top three. Because uh, they had a, a breakfast and a dinner buffet, and we got a lunch one the last. And day. we got lunch. It's just nice. It's nice walking into a restaurant, and you don't have to go through the process of just ordering, waiting for them to wait on another table, come back yep. to you. Yep. You just go up and get your food, and you're eating within two minutes of stepping in the restaurant. If you're Josh Allersmeyer, you're eating within thirty seconds <laughs> of, of jumping into the restaurant. Another uh, MVP. He would go and retrieve people with the golf cart. Yeah. New arrivals. Or someone had to take a long shower. <laughs> Josh was there to pick. He would him up. go retrieve. Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, he was our go-to man. Yeah, another MVP. Uh, the basement like weight room oh, that was underground an entire apartment complex that spanned that far. I swear this place was initially a gym or a fitness club, and they just added on the golf course. By the looks of that, it had room, to have been. But they so they started it underground, <laughs> you know. That's it's like so you had like an underground night thing going on here, mm-hmm. where they probably had a DJ in one of those rooms, and people were just down there getting after it. Yeah, it's like Basement before Old Golds was like an Old Golds was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was Brightleaf. Mm-hmm. That's where it was. Yeah, dude, best golf camp in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. <clears throat> What else is going on in the life of Tim? Yeah, um, I'm just gonna jump right into business. Well, I mean, with me personally, like getting ready for the wedding in a, in a month and a half, getting married in the uh, second to last week of August. So very excited for that. So getting ready for that. Um, just doing a lot of golfing and pickleball. I have a tournament this weekend. It will be uh, July 15th. July, yeah, July 15th this Saturday. So getting ready for that. Would um, you say that one's out? That one's at uh, Cynthia Park and Fishers. So that's this. Okay. Yeah, this this Saturday, July fifteenth and sixteenth. So, get ready for that. You ready for the wedding, personally? And then, yeah, business updates. Um, I gave a workshop uh, for a nonprofit in Vermont called uh, Resource. Is the hmm. name of the nonprofit organization, but the program within it is called the Leap Program. So that stands for Learn, Earn, and Prosper. Um, so it helps. Ooh, I like that. Um, kids like ages 12 to 19, 12 to 20, blind and visually impaired individuals gain life skills for today's world. So that's a, that's the purpose of the program. Okay. Uh, and Patrick Burns, who's in my wedding, uh, my best man, he connected me with Sarah, who oversees this program. Um, and that's how I got connected with this Vermont nonprofit. So I gave nice. a virtual <laughs> workshop. Um, there was, I gotta check here, 13 to 15 people on a Zoom call. Okay. Um, and it was one of the best workshops I've ever given. Probably, probably the the best one because of really um, one thing that because I gave one at Butler. You were there for that it. was fantastic. But I think one thing that one thing I realized, one thing I'm doing better now with public speaking with workshops is more interactive exercises with the audience, like more mm. structure, like at, like you you got to go above and beyond just telling the audience, hey, like you guys can ask questions at any time. You have to like build interactive exercise and i think that's what made this workshop with them so i asked them what's your dream job uh name a time when you help someone in your job mm-hmm. trying to gain give them questions about their own personal life that make it interesting to them 
and then relating that to the importance of a resume, um, getting ready for an interview. Um, and then the greatest overall theme of this workshop as well was just the underlying theme of journaling. So like okay. these kids are young, like re- resumes, like they're, they're important to them, but making it important to them, I wanted to ma- translate it into something that's easy. And mm-hmm. it, it led to the topic of journaling and the importance of taking five to 10 minutes a day to just write down what's going on in your life. Like write down what is uh, things you're working on, things you're trying to get better on, a, a cool conversation you had, a, a quote that you saw, some, some a problem that you faced and how you solved it. Mm-hmm. Anything, that's, yeah. that's the greatest thing about journaling is like, it's just a matter of starting. So yeah. I tried to relate that with resume writing with this with this group of uh, individuals. And yeah, um, it was just great. Nice, dude. That's awesome. Uh, what a great, great organization to do that with too. Mm-hmm. Now, I am curious just because I, I don't know uh, with blind people, are they is their journaling more with like a Braille keyboard? Um, how, how are they doing their journaling? Yeah, so everyone's different. So like the, there's different levels of blind and, in, and visual impairment. So mm-hmm. it depends on the person, but yeah, they have different tools that they use for that, but then they can also write too, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And, and there's different, different ways to go about it, but, um, yeah. And that was a big thing that when I met with Sarah, that was one th- question I asked is like, um, I've never given a presentation, uh, to this audience type of audience before. Yeah. How can I, <laughs> give it in the best way and talking with her because she's with Great them all question. the time. Um, I wanted to make sure that was an important thing is, is getting, get, gaining their needs and talking in terms of other people's interests, learning styles. And um, yeah, they ask great questions. They, yeah. they ask a lot of good <clears throat> questions. And I think putting those interactive exercises in gave them the confidence to ask more questions. So yeah. Yeah. It was Hell good. Yeah. yeah. I think once people get warmed up, like once someone asks a question, there's a few questions that get going and some different people in the room go, then everyone relaxes mm-hmm. and say, like, hey, let's, you know, it's like Happy, happy Gilmore. Let's like make a little yeah. noise out here. Come on, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because um, they don't, oftentimes like people aren't going to remember everything you said mm-hmm. factually, but they will be influenced by the way you make them feel. So you got to make them feel like their their opinions matter and it's about them too. So it's yeah. you never want to make it about yourself. It's always got to be about them. Do you think this will be a, a repeat organization that you'll continue doing this yeah, over I, time? I'd like it to be. I yeah. think it, it went well, and it sounds like the feedback from them was that it went really well. And um, I even want to maybe build a case study out of it that I can send, cool. send to other um, other nonprofit organizations or um, some of the similar realm. But Might yeah, well. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I thought the Butler one went well, but I just didn't think I, I like, I feel like I have had a lot of room for improvement and mm-hmm. i just i didn't get enough opportunities to yeah. for public speaking since then and this is one of the few since then so nice um yeah i was just i was interested to see how it went and yeah i thought it went great sweet dude sweet were there any questions that they had regarding journaling that maybe you hadn't heard or thought of before any anything that someone brought up that made you think about journaling differently <sighs> or sparked some thought provocation um i think the biggest thing that stuck out was and it just underscores like the barrier of why people don't journal is like people are like what do i journal about Mm. and that's that's a very common question and it's a good question too um like what's we we go through life there's so many rules for everything and journaling is the one thing where there isn't a rule it's it's a conversation with yourself and i know we talked about this with ryan daly but one of the most 
one of the most influential quotes I've heard this year is yeah. the Anne Frank quote is paper is more patient than people that, and this is what I told him, like the, the paper is not going to judge you. The paper is not going to interrupt you. The, the paper is not going to interject their opinions right. after you tell them. So, um, that, that's the thing is like, there's, you can write about whatever you want mm -hmm. and, um, there's so much to write about, but just start. That's the biggest thing is just start. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and what was your tip? Five minutes of journaling in the morning, five at night. Yeah. Yeah. I would start like, I would start small, like I, like five to 10 minutes in the morning. Um, try your best. This is really hard, but try your best to not look at your phone before you yeah. journal. I, cause you, you want the first thing you do in the morning. Obviously there's other things you got to do, but, um, and you have kids, it's tough to, tough mm -hmm. to budget, but at least with the phone, like you don't want to be an item on someone else's to-do list. Don't check email. Don't, don't look at social media. Don't, don't do any of that. Yeah. Um, I think starting that is a clear mind. With, with the journaling. What I like to do is I like to wake up and I like to go for a walk outside, Ooh. get the natural light, Yeah. Uh, whether it's like a five or 10 minute walk. And then obviously I haven't looked at my phone yet. When I return, I just feel so good. And like, and it's such a good headspace to write. So nice. that's kind of what I like to do, but that's the other thing. There's no rules. Like that's something that that's a rule that I made for myself on how I want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, everyone had my, my suggestion to everyone is like, Make it fun and make it easy. So whether that means leaving your journal open on your desk when you get there or um, burning a candle while you do it or playing yeah. music or um, eating a snack or, what, or whatever is your thing that will like get you to do it and make it fun, yeah. I think that's a good way to go about it. As I crunch on my last carrot. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they uh, – and put the day up for review. If you want to – at the end of the day, like if you want to just write for five minutes about – uh, one way you got better today or a challenge you overcame or something something that you did that was different today i think that's a good way to go about it so yeah i like that i have uh, a friend uh slash kind of mentor i guess <clears throat> who lives in south florida my friend marisa and she was um we were on a call the other week and she brought up a good point of on sundays she likes to kind of take the inventory of last week and ask herself, how do I want to feel by Friday? And then she can kind of, she calls it like her Sunday sink. Like, mm -hmm. how did I feel at the end of last week? How do I want to feel at the end of this week? Mm -hmm. In terms of you know, productivity, your relationships, did you get everything done? Were you on your routine? And, and then how do you, you know, if you didn't feel as great about the week on Friday last week, how do you make it better for this week? So mm -hmm. she that helps her map out things uh, to do and implement um, tools or whatever she needs to to feel better mm -hmm. that Friday at the end of that week. Like, all right, I feel good about this week. Yeah. And, you know, she has her, her routines and things. Yeah, that's so great. Mm -hmm. I love that example. Mm. And that's just, that goes back to the point. Everyone's wired differently. Everyone has a different system that works for them. Yep. Um, and there's no system that, that fits everybody. So just start. That's the only thing is just start. And yeah. um, there's no right way to do it. And maybe you, as you, the more you do it, you'll find out better ways to do it. Whatever. That's, yeah. a, that's a great way to go about it. Mm -hmm. That has like, that goes back to like the, having the end goal in mind. How do I want to feel by Friday? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So yeah, it made me think a little differently about how I structure things and mm -hmm. plan my week and even journal. Like, yeah. all right, how are we feeling? Mm -hmm. What needs to change? if I don't like it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just, I saw it as extreme ownership. Mm -hmm. It's just, I have the control to change how I want to feel on Friday. Yeah.
I, like, I have it. So mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Love it. Yeah, my friend Marisa. Shout out to her. She's great. Hey. Um, what about you? What's going on with you, man? Oh, dude. It's been so long. I feel like we need a Rogan three-hour show today. I know. Dude. You know? I know. Um, but I'd say recently... Um, I was just on someone else's podcast that I kind of forgot I was on because our initial consult call was like a month ago, month yeah. and a half ago. So it was on the calendar. Like I had reminders leading up, but I just kind of forgot about it. And it was, I met these people via LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of the few times where I've gotten a message that wasn't, oh, let me promote your podcast. And, you yeah. know, it's like everyone's a podcast promoter. It was a legit message. Yeah, and so... It feels good to get an actual authentic message. Y- Those know, stand out. Yeah, they really do. yeah. And they weren't trying to sell me, you know, something. And they sent me this message. Hey, we see you do podcasting. You know, we see the content you're putting out. We don't have a lot of males on our show. Would you be willing to come on and talk about the topics that they wanted were men with... Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. The topic was kind of controlling emotions and talking spirituality with a man mm-hmm. from a man's perspective of, of those two those two things. So it was a lot of kind of self-growth, how you know I brought up that men need to control their emotions. Mm-hmm. And I referenced Jordan Peterson saying, you know, a man who only acts with emotion is very dangerous because he's mm-hmm. not in control. If he can't mm-hmm. control his emotions, then you're just going to act on emotion. And so a big chunk of this podcast was me saying how three, four, five years ago, that's how I reacted. Mm-hmm. It was all emotional reaction. Um, and then got uh, linked up with a relationship coach who she was like, she's not an actual therapist, but kind of became my therapist. And... Uh, she helped me with all relationships, whether that was intimate, friendships, how to tap into things that maybe were ingrained in me through childhood that were just, I didn't think about, mm-hmm. but that was why I would react a certain way to a certain scenario. And so it really helped me uh, get more control of myself mm-hmm. uh, as well as handle emotions, not react emotionally, take a minute, respond, and just be that calm, cool, collected. And so that was really the culmination of it. But I still hammered the fact that, you know, men still need to control their shit. Mm-hmm. Like women don't want an unpredictable emotional guy. Mm-hmm. They don't want some dude that's going to cry on their shoulder all the time. Woe is me and have to take care of the man. Mm-hmm. As, as many women that might say, oh, I want him to tell me everything. I want him to be vulnerable. No, you don't. Mm. Not, not that much. You don't. And... You know, if someone wants to fight me on it, let me ask if if you and your man are walking down the street and someone pulls a weapon on you two, are you going to step in between the attacker and your your man, or should your man step in between the attacker and you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, it's there are certain roles that a man a man still has to take. Uh, but dude, I also they asked me a great question of what are some things a man can do, and I told. I said, you need to exercise with weights and or do some martial art. I was like, because men need to be aggressive mm-hmm. in something. They have to have aggression and have an outlet for it. You know, Whether it's just punch a heavy bag. Um, I told them, I, I love to do jujitsu because you can't think of anything else. And when you're capable, 
and can control it. You're you're just more um, in tune with with everything else. You can control your emotions. You don't feel the need to lash out uh, just because what's the the warrior in the garden? Rather mm-hmm. be a warrior in the garden than a gardener in war. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, train whatever that is because it builds discipline. And now you have something that kind of grounds you. Uh, reading, I gave them Man Uncivilized by Traver Bohm. That was a good one. And then, oh, what was my third one? I had three. That's okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it was it was a very good discussion. I really enjoyed it. They yeah. asked good questions. They helped flow, flow the conversation can you, well. Can you remind me, what's the name of the podcast and what's the aim and mission of the podcast that you were on? It's called uh, Cup of Joy. It's with two women. One's, uh, I forget which kind of doctor, but she's uh, Dr. Joy and then her, her co-host, Lane. And they primarily have women on to talk about things, financial, emotional, spiritual. Um, there's a fourth one, too. God, I'm losing it the, today. Holistic, yeah. Like yeah. Holistic things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- those types of things. And the only man they had had on prior to me was Dr. Joy's husband. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, hey, we haven't had a man talk about these two areas. Would you be cool with that? So I said, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, I, I don't want to call it self-help, but it is kind of that mm-hmm. um, where they might not be doing as many biz updates that you and I do or current event things yeah. that you and I do. But it's mostly around, I'd say, more mindset. Yeah. Uh, and that's such a critical like topic. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so awesome that you did that. And so, yeah, and they gear towards women, but they're trying to tap into yeah. the male side too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I had fun, dude. I thought it was a good time. Um, hopefully, someone got value out of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, well-run show, man. It was it was good. So shout out Cup of Joy and yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. Finally, a good LinkedIn snag. Yeah. Did you... When, uh... Before they approached you, mm-hmm. did you ever think that that would be a topic that you would come onto a podcast about? Did you like want to do that at for like did you or did them reaching out to you enlighten you that that was a topic that you could talk about? Because um, I know you. I mean, you obviously have not like knowledge and experience, and you have yeah. things. But like, did you ever did you ever imagine that someone would reach out to you for that? I I don't think I thought someone would reach out to me for that. Yeah. But the fact that it happened when it happened, uh-huh. I think was the best timing because the last three years I've spent a lot of time, money, and effort on myself. And I don't want to say fixing myself, but understanding tendencies, getting more control, mm-hmm. um, all of those things. Because uh, like, I'll be honest, I was kind of a loose cannon mm-hmm. for a long time. Like I'd be up one day and, and sharp the next day. And it's just, you can't have that. You can't be that unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's bad for everyone. Yeah. So even two, three years ago, if they were to ask me to talk about that, I'd be just full of shit. I'd be, mm. you know, saying good things, but it wouldn't be as genuine because now that I've done the work, you know, it's it's never ending work, working on yourself. But now that I am where I'm at, I was able to draw on different experiences, look at things through a different lens and own it mm-hmm. and, and verbalize it the best way that I, I knew how to show some someone other men hopefully mm-hmm. like hey you don't have to cry to everyone about your problems but have good outlets mm-hmm. for things you know understand why things are happening how to control certain aspects of your environment um but i didn't think someone would reach out to me for that but now that i've done that 
um, I did like it. Like yeah. when they asked me to talk about that, I was kind of excited for it. Yeah, that's because so I awesome. think it's a good topic. Of yeah, you know, does it make you want to come on shows more? Oh yeah, dude. Like I. I would love for us to be on shows together. I, I like you doing that and like us doing this more. It makes me want to like go on other shows now. Cause I feel like yeah. it goes back to what you said. Like we've been like, we've been, how long have you been running your business for? Uh, three, three years. Yeah. Even, In even September, I'm going to be three years. So it's yeah. just crazy. how like, we, yes, we need to always look forward to see how much we have left, but mm-hmm. it is good to like sometimes like, take a moment to realize like how far you've come and the knowledge you do have yeah, yeah. right here like three years is a, is a long time for a long us time lot long way to go but and podcasting I mean, for five so yeah we've run this business for five yeah so that's 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 really cool but yeah and that, and, was, and that yeah. goes back to the point where like putting stuff out there into the world like putting out content they reached out to you because they saw your content on linkedin mm-hmm. and i mean you attract what you put out. So like the fact that someone see, saw you out for knowledge because you put out knowledge already, like yeah. that should be even more motivation to create more content. Yeah. It was, Cause it like, was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, it's good to like ask to be on podcast, but I think it's like even more, it says a lot more about you when people ask you first. So reach out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, it I'm going to listen to it. it Can't wait. Good. Appreciate where, it. Where can, where can people listen to it? So right now it's on my LinkedIn. I wasn't able to save like the actual full video to my, my computer cause it was recorded on their end. Yeah. So uh, where but, is their podcast on? What platforms? Oh, most major platforms so like, like Spotify a, and stuff. So people just type in cup of joy, like cup of joy. Just listen to it directly yeah. through there. It'll be on Spotify and all that. How long yeah. is the episode? 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, I think they like time. to cap it 30 to 40, yeah. but they even said up front, we figured we might go a little over on this one. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fine. 30 to 40 is a good, yeah. it's a good, good balance. Yeah. So yeah, that was the most recent thing. That was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. all right, Tim, got any career tips? Just the tips for yeah. us? Um, I had a client who was in a situation where their manager was not good at training them. So they mm. just started a job. I went through this personally. So I, I I'll say good topic. I, we're about I, to hit. Yeah. Here. I empathized. Um, yeah. Their manager like mine was like, was new, wasn't, wasn't available with the internal processes, but wasn't good at training them or providing them the necessary guidance. And I want to talk about like ways to address that. Like if you're in a situation, how to go about it. But I also want to give you some alternative ways to learn at work or learn mm. at your job. Uh, so I think <clears throat> the first thing is the communication aspect. So um, whether you're comfort, like you may or may not be comfortable with this, but the best thing to do, the way you can control the situation is initiate a meeting with the manager and come to an agreement on what your training system should be. Hmm. You should be like, hey, manager, it's really important for me to grow and build with this organization. Start with that. Cause like, that's, that's what you want. Find your why for why you want to learn in the first place. Right. So, but that's a, who I speak to. That's mostly what people say is like, they want to grow and build with the organization. Um, this is like, can, this is what I want to learn. This is how I want to apply it to provide value for this company. Can you help me do this and see what they say? And yeah. Uh, most good, like if unless they're not like the worst manager ever, like they'll be like, yes, I'm gonna help you. So yeah, right. So right. when they say yes, establish a system that both of you can adhere to. Whether it's meeting once a week, um, y- you can create it or they can create it. Come to term on a system where um, what you want to learn, what you want to get from the manager, and if they don't adhere to it, then that's when you can go seek these alternative methods of feedback. Mm-hmm. And at that point, or 
you could even ask this question when you have that first meeting. Seek permission to be like, hey, is do you know anybody at this company that knows this topic? Pick mm. pick what you want to learn and ask like if they're a subject matter expert in it, your manager, if they're not, or if they can't train you or they don't know how to train you, mm-hmm. ask them, is there anybody at this company that can help me with this with this? So mm, that's a good one. That's the first role, I would say. Is the first role of self-initiated learning. So if you can't get from your your manager, you can control the situation by going out seeking knowledge yourself. So yeah. ask the manager if they know anybody, but peer-to-peer learning. At like seek out colleagues or people at your company who uh, have a different set of skills as you, have a different, or maybe they have the same skills as you, but they're way better at it. So mm. seek out those people. Uh, the other thing is like self-study. So LinkedIn learning, uh, YouTube, Coursera. There's so many things online for you to learn, um, and I think those are the best places to go, especially LinkedIn, because you can um, you can get. A, like a cert, like a LinkedIn certification in a topic. So if you want to boost your online presence, if that's important to you, um, LinkedIn is a great place where you can learn just about any topic. Uh, lately, I've been studying AI. I've been going through all the courses on AI because I just want to have background knowledge in it yeah. for whatever's next, whatever type of jobs and opportunities are out there. That's something that I picked that I wanted to do. So I, nice. I think LinkedIn does a really good job of, I mean, you may work at a company that doesn't have, I mean, you may think that there's nobody at your company that knows anything, but LinkedIn has courses from some of the best business leaders in the world of people who are giving a course. So the fact that you have access to that and you don't even, I mean, and they don't even work at your company or you don't have access to them, um, that's a great way to go about it too. So um, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, I mean, YouTube, all these places are the same type of thing. Coursera, Skillshare, there's so many websites out there that have courses like this. LinkedIn's just free, so that's why I like that one. And they'll give you like, do you get an actual like certification, like some certificate of completion or anything like that from LinkedIn? Too? Yeah. And they give you the option to add it to your profile if yeah. you want. So Builds like cred. Yeah. Might so as well. And yeah, I, I mean, people ask me, should I do LinkedIn learning? I mean, how bad do you want to learn? Like, I mean, yeah. like, do you want to learn? I think then that's a place to go get it. Yeah. It's like, and well, like, do you think you need it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think it sends a message to people who like check out your profile or um, they see like it, the greater picture, like the fact that you're willing to take time out of your day to, mm-hmm. to invest in new learning, I think will speak a lot about you. Yeah. It's, and it's something a lot of companies value. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to check out some of those AI ones too. Mm-hmm. And Google has a bunch yeah. as well, like Google analytics and, you know, uh, paid ads mm-hmm. and you can get a Google cert in those things too. Some are like three to six months uh, time, but I think most of those are also free. Yeah. I think they also do free ones, but yeah. some just take a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a great tip of, you know, just asking your manager for help. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going to give you anything, okay, do your job for them as long as you have to. And like you said, find someone in the company who's in a department you think is interesting mm-hmm. or does a certain job. You know, search in your directory, every big company, you can just find whoever and uh, be like, hey, can I hang with you for like 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, And most people, like, unless they're in some real big project they don't care mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's kind of fun to have someone just to jaw with you know on mm-hmm. the side but yeah uh i think that'd be great what what are your what would you say if someone's trying to do that but hitting roadblocks like maybe their manager i don't really know anyone and it doesn't seem like they're going to be proactive to find out for you maybe you can't find the right person to to reach out to where would they go would you direct them to like an HR person? Hey, 
this is what I'm looking for. Who here does that? Mm-hmm. Like say their manager just isn't isn't helping out, you know, because there might be a fear of, well, I don't want to go above my manager to ask. So they might think I'm going behind their back. Should they go to HR? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So I, I find it very hard to believe that there's not anybody at your company currently right now that can teach you something. Yeah. So if, if you don't believe that, then I don't I don't think you want to learn. But um I think the important thing point. to remember is, is like, if, if that is the case, yeah. if, that, if that is the case, yeah. you need to just leave the company. You need yeah. to go to a different company. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, but, and, and maybe you determine, like, maybe you do determine that, that there's not enough people there that you found, but this is going to go into the thing I talk at the end of the show, but like, mm. um, you can never control if your manager sucks or if there's, if it doesn't seem like there's anybody that can teach you anything, you can always control the situation. You can always control the narrative. And I think finding just continue to ask the next person the next person because like they're like you're just going to increase your chances of finding a good mentor or finding someone to teach you something if you yeah. just ask the next person because there's people that have been at your company for longer than you and may know people so yeah. but i think hr is like if you there's literally no one i think hr is a good place to go because they have knowledge on the company they have knowledge mm. on the on the structure but um, i would say most of the time there's either someone in your department um, that knows someone, um, and you can always control it. So yeah, it's it's just a matter of like how bad do you want? Like, do you want to grow and build with this company? Is that important to you? Um, you really just got to find your why. But maybe like you just want to find someone that knows about a specific topic and just learn from them. And maybe yeah. that's maybe that's all you want to do. Just do your job and do that. That's perfectly fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you said like reading books, like how important it is to continuously learn. I think, I mean, yeah. If you're not, I just feel like you're. You're, you're missing out on so much. Yeah. You're missing out on, yeah, things you can do with that information too. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> what about you, man? man? I, uh, you got any health tips? You got any uh, uh, thing you want to share? What do you want to go into? Business-wise, big business. thing I'm working on that I think is probably good for most people that are running a business, especially if you have an online presence and something I've just, I've tried to do in the past. I didn't stick with it. And now it's just mandatory based on time in my schedule, but it's scheduling content. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, so I'm I'm playing between Buffer and Planoly just to see what I like better, which interface is the easiest. And then we'll probably buy a plan there so we can use for the show as well. So I'm, I'm testing out a couple apps just to see cool. what, what I think the best one is, biggest bang for our buck. But scheduling content what that does at least for me it makes me be more purposeful and methodical with my content Mm -hmm. so now on one of my big whiteboards i have at home is i drew out a full week sunday through saturday you know and i'll have different time blocks that i'll I'll post content but for i have an instagram row then i have a row for tiktok linkedin facebook Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to set it up where I have a similar post for certain days. Mm -hmm. So now on Fridays, on the coaching business, I want to have some fitness tip Friday, which a lot of people do. But it's just something, it's a regularity thing. Mm -hmm. Because I think people with big followings, their uh, audience knows kind of what to expect. And right now, I'm kind of all over the place. Where, Mm -hmm. okay, if I do fitness tip Friday, people know on Fridays, that's what they're going to get. I want to send my email my weekly email out on thursday at 10 a.m so now people know at 10 a.m they're going to get something from me on wednesday i'm going to post across the board 
podcast things. So they know every Wednesday is something podcast. Mm. So like today when we're done, I'll like have us take a picture of us sitting down. We have everything set up. The whole rig is going. And then I'll post that on my personal page, the coaching page, on our podcast page. So, you know, just creating a schedule and pages, I mean, you know, it looks prettier, more aesthetic when someone's Instagram has regularity. Mm-hmm. And you can see like something's labeled well, it's crisp, it's clean, it's well put together. Yeah. So it has made me just be so much more purposeful about what I'm doing. So now I'm thinking to myself, I need a rehab movement for this week. I don't have one. I got to go make one. So it kind of puts me into a different, a higher gear of making the content. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of things I'll do off the cuff too if something just comes to mind. And then, so I'm kind of delegating lifestyle posts, you know, just casual things like when I recorded myself talking about being grateful for running water, just a lifestyle thing, yeah. or just you know us on the weekend lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's going to be business posts, all of a supplement thing, either Sunday or Monday. So I'm planning out certain posts of each day, yeah, because I need to just push more content. Like that's how you get invited on shows or other opportunities just come mm-hmm. up because. Because you're out there consistently. And that's my problem is I'll have up weeks and down weeks up. And I'm doing this roller coaster with my content. Mm-hmm. And I need to stop it. So, um, yeah, that's that's my biggest thing for the business. And I think anyone who's running a business you know, with an online presence, which if you don't have one, I think that's a mistake too. Mm-hmm. But schedule the content. So I need to take the time to produce a bunch of raw content and then set aside the hours to schedule it. Yeah. So I like that intentionality. That's it, good. Yeah, it really, you know, once I put it out, like made a, a calendar for it, it really made it apparent how much more I need to do. Yeah. Um, so it was daunting at first, but now I'm like, okay, I'm I'm at the gym all the time, so let me think of a movement I haven't mm-hmm. done, but then tailoring it to my niche. Mm-hmm. So now it's I have to tailor it to extreme athletes. Yeah. What's a movement that's good for water sports athletes snow athletes you know whatever mm. so yeah scheduling the content made me much more intentional with yeah things and what i like about this too is the day that you bring on a content creator or someone that is going to do this for you and do all the dirty work and cut it up and mm-hmm. and, and finalize it for you you just feed them the, the videos mm-hmm. the raw videos you at least have a blueprint that you can hand to them and be like hey this is how i want it to go right this is th- this is how I want you to cut it up. Right. This is where it's gonna go. So like, that'll just make that process so much easier and smoother whenever that day comes. You 100%. bring someone on to do that. Hundred percent. And they might look at it. Good schedule. Instead of ten a.m. for this email, let's do it at this time on this day. Mm-hmm. Here's why. So at least if they move things around, there's still a schedule. Mm-hmm. They just gotta f- flip some things. They're not starting from scratch. But yeah, that's a good point. Cause God, I hate doing it. Yeah. Like, I don't mind doing the content but let me just do it and leave it alone yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah other than that i'd say uh oh i do have a tip for if you break or fracture or bruise some ribs okay yeah because i fractured mine and speaking uh, from experience tore some rib muscles yeah yeah it was a fluke thing when i was rolling with with a buddy i roll with consistently it was just a fluke it happens but uh you really can't do much for ribs. Like I see my massage therapist, so he'll scrape through that and uh, do all that type of modality. But mm-hmm. another thing that I focus on is continuous, uh, making sure I continue with 
deep and expansive breaths, like breathing into my core and expanding my rib cage so uh, that inflammation doesn't cause my ribs to kind of get tighter and seize up a little more. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep having big, wide breaths. You want to keep expanding that rib cage uh, so it doesn't you know, kind of get tighter on you. So that's really the only thing that I can do. Um, again, I could scrape myself, but not really. It's better to have someone else do it. But yeah, other than getting worked on, take deep breaths. Because even right. though it Breathing. hurts to take those deep breaths, like those first few days, even first week, just you got to force into it. Like don't drive through a ton of pain, but just breathing, it won't feel great, but work through it and it'll get better. So mm -hmm. taking expansive breaths when you have some rib damage like that too. Okay. So Good. yeah, very, very quick, but yeah, rib things, it just takes time. Um, but yeah, that's a simple thing you can do is just keep taking deep, wide breaths mm -hmm. to help those muscles and things stay expanded. But <clears throat> yeah, mostly, mostly biz update today. Mm. on the content schedule good good yeah, yeah i like yeah. that i can't wait to see more content come out uh, same <laughs> <laughs> all right tim let's get down and nerdy with it yeah uh extending on my uh stoic philosophy slash book talk um uh, yes tim's yeah. the stoic of the group yes yeah, stoicism for people who don't know is a school of philosophy founded uh in third century bc and i'm going to talk about marcus aurelius today Ooh. Get the PowerPoint ready. Present <laughs> to us, Tim. Come on now. Yeah, for those of you who don't know Marcus Aurelius, he was the the Roman emperor from uh, 161 to 180 AD, and he said something um, that really stuck out to me. He said, if you are pained by external things, it is not that they disturb you, but your own judgment of them. And it is in your power to wipe out that judgment right now. So translation, it's not the events themselves that disturb us but it's our perception and interpretation to mm. them and the way we respond and i get it in our modern world it's very easy to be negatively affected by external things we live on social media um there's a, it's just a crazy active world weather conditions traffic tech te technology issues things yeah. going out like other people's negative actions and behavior, news events, economic changes there's so many things that go on that mm. um that can bring us down but those things are not up to us. And yeah. Stoicism talks about t deciding what is up to you and what is not up to you. And it's an energy thing. Where do you dedicate your energy to? Do you dedicate yeah. your mental, physical, spiritual energy towards the things that do concern you? Because um, every moment you, you put your energy towards someone cutting you off in traffic, mm -hmm. someone getting a promotion over you, uh, all the things that you don't have control over, that's taking away from the things that do matter. So, sure. um, that is the biggest thing that, um, and I know that can be watered down in a bunch of things. Bottom line is like control what you can control. Um, and when, when it comes to applying this in a professional standpoint, um, whether it's like deadlines, criticism, conflicts, things at work, um, one of the things that you can do is detach your self-worth your self worth from your work performance. Because a hmm. lot of times, like okay. a lot of people, it's so easy in today's society to feel like, oh, you see all these people on LinkedIn getting promotions, you see people getting promotions, but... I promise you, when you leave this earth, people, you're not going to be defined by what your job title was. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. So that's one thing that I, I had to do myself when I worked a job where I was doing so much, but it just it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. I was attaching my self-worth too much to how I did at work. Um, so 
really just take that energy on the things that you can't control and put it towards the things that you can, like your your physical fitness, your mental health, your relationships with your family. Um, these are the things that define your worth. So, um, and those are the things that you can control. So that's the advice I give to people in a professional standpoint. Um, but also approach conflicts and things with a mindset of resolution. So if there's things that go wrong at work, um, control what you can control. And that's how I do it there. But um, yeah, and then from family life, like in terms of doing this, one thing I want to talk about is like active listening. And, mm. and when it comes to controlling your relationships with your family, it goes from controlling the way you listen and the way you, you allow people to express their opinions to you. So one thing I want to talk about is the journal thing uh, with Anne Frank, papers more patient than people. Yep. Um, one thing I want to, that I thought about was writing about myself is listen to someone as if you were a journal. That's, that's kind of what I've been talking to myself lately. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, don't, don't like say absolutely nothing. Like, but. <laughs> so what do you think about that? <laughs> Hello. And yeah, that's. Listening what, like a journal. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Keep writing. And you, you'd, be, you'd be surprised at how much more people enjoy talking to you when you listen to them as if you were a journal. Mm. And it's yeah. how much better your relationships will be. And like, obviously like people be like, I feel like a lot of people when they want you to talk, they'll ask for your opinion. And a lot of like people have different sayings. Like uh, my, my little brother, what he likes to do is he'll say something. He's like, you know what I mean? That's when you're like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And you don't have to say like, that's when you can talk and be like, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah. listen as if you're a journal, let someone as if they were writing down their thoughts, let them write out their thoughts, let them finish their thoughts. Listen as if you were a journal. And I think that's like, that goes back to Stoic philosophy is like, like listen more than you talk and yeah. you can control the way you listen. So, and yeah. I think that will help you with your relationships at work, but also with your family. Mm. So yeah. Two ears, one mouth. Yeah. And like the way I look at it is like, um, <clears throat> I feel bad for the people that don't journal on a regular basis. Like I, cause I think there's so many good benefits to it. They don't. And I just assume, I don't assume, but like maybe that person didn't get to journal today. Maybe you can be that person's journal. Just let them talk to you. Let them get their thoughts out to you. Um, you can you can be that role for someone. Really make yeah. a difference in someone's day by just listening, being being their journal. It's crazy. Do you want me to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I finished with my verbal journal session there. Thank you. No, dude. This was this is fantastic. I love this topic. I appreciate you bringing up, especially the fact of not attaching your self worth with your work. Mm-hmm. or your work title because yeah at the end of the day god's not going to look at you oh you did not hit senior vp sorry down you go <laughs> you know and it's people ask well what do you do and it's work right mm-hmm. it's like, well i do a lot of things yeah like i i do a lot of things what do you want to know you know do you want to know about work and i saw this guy, Justin Waller, he talked about, he goes, you know, people see me walk in room and just think I'm an automatic just douche. He goes, I'm dressed well. I'm in good shape. I'm confident when I walk. I walk tall and I'm smart. I speak well. But like that is, he knows his self-worth. So mm-hmm. if you look, if you just look pretty good, you're in good shape, like you have a lot of self-worth. Like you're, you respect yourself and your body. And so just whatever your job is, it doesn't mean what you make is what you are worth. Mm. You know, so I love that you brought that up. Because, yeah, I think we attach ourselves to our work all the time and too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not 
all that you are and all that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think the listening, like a journal, is is really important because how many times do we interrupt or interject? Oh, that reminds me of a time when I did. No, fuck off, dude. We're not talking about that. We all know someone like that. 100%. We all We've do. all done it. I've yeah. done it. You know, it's yeah. it happens. But you and I talked about it a while back where if you can listen to someone without trying to relate it to you, it's going to be a 10 times better conversation and they're going to appreciate it more because maybe they just want to tell you what they dealt with. Oh, yeah, I've been there when i was blah 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 it's like this wasn't about you (laughs) so don't make it so yeah unless like you said they ask can you relate to that do you know what i mean i do this happened at this date so i do understand i'll never know exactly how you feel but i understand the situation yeah so yeah two ears one mouth we had an episode it was like our first 10 or 15 episodes we titled the one that Mm was use them in proportion Mm mm-hmm We'll say shout out Jimmy Cook, our our boy Jimmy, one of the best listeners. Mm-hmm. He'll just he'll just let you go, and he won't try to fix everything. He won't try to have the best answer. He'll sympathize and he'll just kind of let you talk about it. And most time, that's all you need. Mm. Yeah, love friends like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, great topic. Dan. Yeah, God. yeah. What about you? What do you got for us today? Atomic Habits by James Clear. <laughs> Um, it's a good one, dude. I like this. And, and it's, I've been reading where some chapters are a real smack in the face that I can and need to apply these things to myself. Um, some days it's, I need to apply it with like my journaling habit. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I need to apply it to my, you know, practicing my Spanish habit. But, uh, he talks about the habit loop and I'll try to go through this a, a little quicker, but the habit loop, first one is a cue. Second one's craving, third is a response, and fourth is a reward. So your problem phase is cue and craving, and your solution phase is response and reward. So a simple example he gives is the cue, your phone buzzes with a new text. The craving, you want to learn the contents of that message. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what's what's Ooh, in this what's text? In, what's inside the box? <laughs> oh, my notifications are silenced, but I have 12 texts. What are they? <laughs> Um, then you have the response. You grab your phone and you read the text. The reward is you satisfy the craving by reading the message. You grab the phone and grabbing the phone becomes associated with your phone buzzing. Now Mm. that's the habit. It buzzes, you grab it. Buzzes, you grab it. So he talks about how to create a good habit. Your law, your first cue, make it obvious. The second with the craving, make it attractive. The response, make it easy to respond. The reward, make it satisfying. And then the cycle to break a bad habit, the cue, make it invisible. So maybe your phone, maybe you can't see your phone. Mm. Um, Maybe it's not on the desk where you can feel it uh, vibrate. The craving, make it attractive. Make, you know, what you're doing so engulfing, so attractive and appealing that you don't want to stop doing it just to look at a text that 99% is not that important Mm -hmm. at that time. The response, or uh, yeah, the response, make it difficult. Mm -hmm. So if you can't see your phone, it's difficult to respond to something you don't know is Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And then make it unsatisfying. 
Do you want to get up and walk to another room to check on a on a phone where you may or may not have a text? Maybe mm-hmm. you don't have any notifications. You just wasted your concentration. Now you're going to take, you know, what is it, 10, 15, 20 minutes to refocus again completely. Mm-hmm. You know, so make it so unsatisfying that it's just a bigger hassle than anything mm-hmm. to check that phone while you're trying to work. Mm-hmm. Just put it somewhere else. Yeah. I love silencing my notifications because you know, sometimes I'll forget it's on at certain points in the day. I might tap my screen. Oh, nothing's there. Okay, mm-hmm. back to what I was doing. Or flip it upside down. Sometimes in meetings, I'll flip it upside down. If it's going and I forget to silence stuff, I just flip it over mm-hmm. um, just so I don't see it. Yeah. So Before you go on, yeah. which do you think is tougher or more challenging, creating a good habit or breaking a bad one? Ooh. I think breaking a bad one. I would agree. Yeah. Because you have to unlearn it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, when I used to chew, mm-hmm. chew tobacco. That was such a hard habit to break because it was it was obvious. I always had a can on me. It was attractive. It made me feel good. I had a mm-hmm. great buzz. I eventually, and I just enjoyed the taste <laughs> before addiction. Uh, made it easy. It was so easy. I could go to yeah. a gas station in, in two minutes and buy buy a can, buy a whole log if I want. Satisfying? Pfft, I was satisfied after each dip. Yeah. Lunch? Lipper for dessert. Lipper. Dinner? Lipper for dessert. <laughs> oh, I have to be in the car longer than 15 minutes? Dip. You know, so it was yeah, so a lot satisfying. Of yeah. um, and then I had to break it. I had to make it invisible. I, I stopped buying it. I had to stop buying it. Um, and... You know, I had to make it unattractive, make it difficult. So if I didn't buy it, if I didn't have it, it was hard to mm-hmm. hard to do it, make it unsatisfying. I read uh, so much. I kind of read myself scared. You know, cancer is such a, a scary thing to me. So, but that was hard to break, dude. Yeah. Hard habit to break. Yeah, I think um, you're right. So I think it's harder to break a bad one than start a new one. Yeah. And in terms of starting a new one, this is my last point for book talk. I know I've been going here. No, you're good. Habit stacking. Your time. So just stack one habit on something you're already doing. They gave an easy example. After I pour my coffee, I will meditate for 60 seconds. It's one minute. Pour your coffee. It's hotter than sin anyway. Meditate for 60 seconds. Then take a sip of coffee. After I meditate for 60 seconds, I will plan my day with my coffee. Mm. After I plan my day, I'm immediately going to put my coffee cup in the dishwasher. So maybe you were not meditating. Maybe you were doing the other things, but you were neglecting your meditation. Sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. Start habit with that. stacking. Yeah, habit stacking. So if you, you know, once I get out of bed, I'm going to make it right away. Mm-hmm. You're up. You're standing. You're done. You're done sleeping. Make your bed right away. Mm-hmm. It takes two minutes or less. Quick win for the day. It's like that Navy SEAL. Start with an easy win. Mm-hmm. Got up on time. Make your bed. Easy win. Mm-hmm. Um, and just stack it. So I love it. Yeah. But yeah, Atomic Habits. James, clear. Yeah. The habit loop. That's so. especially valuable for people who are process driven too. People mm-hmm. who like, yeah, that's I like that. Yeah. That's so, so good. Yeah, great book. I'm not done with it yet. But man, like I said, it, it humbles me. Yeah. Every, every few pages. Oh, man, I got to do this. If you enjoy listening to podcast interviews, I want to send you his interview with Ryan Holiday, who's the stoicism guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like he's the guy, he's like the guy who I watch all his videos with. He had a, a 
interview with James Clear. And oh. It was a really, really good interview. I bet that was awesome. Yeah. So I'll send that to you. Okay. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Maybe maybe it's good for you to, to watch it while you're reading the book after it. I don't know. I think you'd I'll like check it. Regardless, I think you'd like it. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I travel a lot more in the summers, uh, so I have a lot more time to uh, listen to podcasts. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Tim, anything else for our awesome listeners? Tim? No. I Thank you, everyone, for your time today and listening to this. And it's good to be back. Um like talking about what we're doing and um, mm-hmm. we love we love to help you guys in any way so if there's anything you'd like us to talk about let us know but no i'm yeah. good on my end yeah dude this was awesome uh feels good to be to be back on it uh, i love our guests man we got some heat coming out but i've missed our episodes they're fun um man we got a lot of a lot of things going on right now so mm-hmm. yeah we had to have a good catch-up bachelor number one Ah, golf camp. Um, All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please head on over to iTunes and or Spotify. Give us a five-star rating and review. Leave us a comment. Let us know if there's someone you think we should have on the show. Uh, Like Tim said, any topics you'd like us to cover, questions you have personally um, with anything going on in your day-to-day, we want to provide as much value as possible. Thank you again. Until then, we are out of here.